0: So I would like to ex- discuss the reason behind starting this year and the podcast connected with it. Um, I've seen many a time that people wonder and they start questioning what they're supposed to do. They, they learn a lot of halachas inside or they hear people talking about it, but they don't really know what Shulchan Aruch really tells us. So I decided to start a podcast and a shira for those that are able to participate, where people are able to learn what Shulchan Aruch says. Now, this does not mean in any way, shape, or form that there are no other opinions later from later on. However, this is basic Shulchan Aruch. Of course, if you have specific questions as to how the halacha applies to you you should most definitely ask your Rav. Find a competent Rav that you can relate to and he can relate to you and you should ask. During this year, nobody is poskening for you for your specific situations. We are just learning the halacha, as is. So Shulchan Aruch starts with the Din hashkama the Halachos, and the rules connected with one's awaken, getting up and awakening in the morning. Um, so the Shulchan Aruch starts with telling us that a person's supposed to get up in the morning like a lion and be strong, like a lion, in order to serve their Creator. And they should get up before dawn, preferably, but at least not to sleep in past the time that they would need to prepare themselves to be able to daven with a, a minion. So the question comes in, what's this mean from a practical standpoint? Let's say I come back from a chasana, or a bar mitzvah, or some simcha out of town, and it's really late. So the alarm goes off, I'm like, ah, I don't need to be at work for another two hours. So I hit the snooze button. In the end, I miss davening with a minion. So sh- Shulchan is telling us not to do that. Make sure that we get up regardless of how tired we are, we should push ourselves, be it we have a day off of work or whatever it may be, to make sure we get up in the proper time and to daven with a minion. So the Ramah continues with telling us that... Sh- Shivisi Hashem Nagdi somid is a cl- that I putting Hashem before my, myself always is a great rule and a gen- and an important rule when it comes to the Torah because the way that we act in front of our friends, the way we talk, the way we act is most definitely a lot different than when we speak than when we're in the presence of a ruler. It doesn't have necessarily have to be a monarch. A monarchy it could be even even the president of the US or some other country does not have life and death in their hands. Still we all go ahead and we conduct ourselves a lot different. So that much more so if we keep in mind that we're in front of the king of all kings who's in charge, who really controls the whole world. So now So now, what about if we're in a situation, let's say in the airport. We have to daven chakras, put on tefillin, but people are going to laugh at us and they're going to poke fun at us. So at the end of the day, it's more important that we serve Hashem than than worry about what somebody else thinks. Somebody else does not actually have control over anything. The only one who really has control is Hashem. So of course that we have to that has to take priority. The next point brought down is that that a person has to always be modest and keep themselves covered as much as possible, even when they're laying in bed, because they are in front of Hashem. And that includes even when they are when they're in a room with no windows and an internal room that nobody else has access to. So, it's... And that's important in general when it comes to keeping ourselves modest. And the reason is because Hashem can see us regardless of if human beings are able to. So the Shekhanarach now goes ahead and tells us about the importance of saying Tikkun Chatzois. Now a lot of people, most people nowadays, as far as I know, do not have the custom to get up in the middle of the night to say Tikkun Chatzois. And there's a couple of reasons why, given as to why we don't apply this halacha in our daily lives anymore. Um, One of those reasons is that our schedules are so different. It used to be that a person would get up a person will go to sleep shortly after it gets dark. And they would anyways be getting up early. But now, we stay up late. Especially now that we have electricity. We have, we're learning, we're going to shiurim. All of this because we have electricity. So therefore, it's not as practical. So therefore, it, this halacha was said for a time specifically where it was... Where people are going to bed earlier. And it says that they should say tikkun chatsois and they should mourn over the over the destruction of the base HaMikdash. Um there are those that still do say tikkun chatsois on a regular basis. Not all, but a lot of breast lovers. Not all. Once again, and various other people do say tikkun chatsois. There are also a couple of reasons I'll Kabbalah as to why it does not apply anymore. And we're not going to get into those now. So when it comes down to it, if you look in the Siddur, there are certain things that are imprinted in every Siddur, such as the parasha of the Akedah, of the, Akedah, of the binding of Yitzchak, and the like, and the various karbonis. So Shekhanar tells us that it's appropriate for a person to say the parsha of the the par- section in the Torah of the Akkeda, of the binding of Isaac on a daily basis, and one should also say the par- the section in the Torah connect- talking about the manna, the Ten Commandments, the Asher said the so the Ten Utterances, more ex- literally, um, the. Section in the Torah that talks about the carbon ola that was brought on a daily basis, together with a couple of other carbonates that are appropriate that a person could potentially have to bring in various circumstances, such as the carbon chatos and the carbon asham. And the reason for this, and it should be said by day, because of the fact that we, that it's it's we're taught that if a person says the carbonice it's as it's it's considered as if they brought it that applies specifically nowadays that we're not able to actually bring the carbonics anymore so we also said to say that Sarah had dibrys. the reason to say that Sarah had dibros the 10 utterances on a daily basis Sorry, that it, so we say to say it every day however one should not it should not be said as part of the 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 prayers act in a quorum, as part of the congregation rather, everybody should say it on their own. And the reason for this is, because you could have people who are not really aware of the full Torah, or they're not, or they try to find reasons not to follow the whole Torah, so it's easier for them to say, oh, we make such a big deal out of this, but we, and to the extent we say it every day, so this must be the entire Torah. So to prevent such mistakes... We go out of our way to not and not say it as part of the congregation, and it's not just that but it but if it's the case with this where it's so well known that the Torah comprises of more than the, than the Saras It's that much more so how we have to be careful not to do something or say something that can lead somebody to believe that the that something is not part of the Torah. So now we discussed now what one should say, which parts from the Torah a person is supposed to say every day. So now we continue with discuss on the same general topic, and we say that once a per- that when a person says the paragraph connected with whatever carbonos be it the carbon ola or the carbon chatos, he should say a special tefillah, a special prayer asking Hashem that uh, that now that he said it that it should be considered as if he brought the carbon. So there are those that have the custom to say in addition to all of this, various other sections that are there. That are written in the Torah connected with various karbonos. Or various parts of the service that was done on the base of Mikdash. Um, But that's all a matter of custom. So now. Chapter 2. Starts discussing how a person is supposed to get dressed. Undressed and so on and so forth throughout the day. And it will talk a lot about modesty. So it says a person is not supposed to. Um, get undressed while sitting on his bed or standing up. Um, if he's going to be uncovered, and he should preferably get changed in, under his cover, his blanket, sheets, whatever it may be. From a practical, st- when I first learned this, I was in yeshiva, and I was a little confused. When how am I supposed to apply this? It's very difficult to get changed, especially to put on pants and the like. Under my sheet. So I found a solution. To put on my robe in the morning. My bathrobe in the morning. Um, And that worked. Well for me. Um, In the morning and at night when I was changing. Another solution I found was to shower. First thing when I got up. This way when I'm changing. I right away. When I'm changing, I also have the excuse to get completely undressed because I was taking a shower. Now, at this point, we should also note that when we say this, it's understood that it it may be impossible for one to, let's say, change their shirt with their undershirt, whatever it may be, while they are covered. It's not always so practical, but a person should do the best they can. So it also the next halacha connected with this is telling us that a person should not put on their clothes inside out. Um, a person has to always be presentable and look put together, because at the end of the day, it's out of respect for Hashem who can see us everywhere. Especially being that people see a Jew and they look at one person and they say, "Oh, this must be how all of a, all those, all the Jews conduct themselves." Now, when it comes to putting on shoes, how is one supposed to put on their shoes? So, the, it's, so a person should always put on the right shoe first, followed by the left. And then if the shoes are laces, have sh- laces that you're going to tie, you should tie the left first, then the right. However, if there's buckles or the light or Velcro or something similar, one does not need to worry about which order they close them. And the reason for this is that we want to give a certain level of respect to the right hand, which is the arm, we, or, in, or not just the right, but really the dominant hand, as that is the hand that we use to wrap the tefillin. And then we give um, a certain level of respect to the left side, as that's the, ar- the side that actually has the tefillin on them. Um, now, what, And when a person takes them off, the, a person should take off the left before the right. The question comes in: What about other garments? So the Mishnah Berurah specifies a few specific things together with the Shocher Harav. At the, um, but even that, it's all a matter of custom, and it's a good idea to do to always put on the right hand, the right side first. However, it's not a requirement. So, while we're talking about all of the, about getting dressed, we also talk about modesty in general. For example, it says a person is not supposed to walk with his chest flaunting like all egotistical. But in addition to that, a person also is supposed to make sure that not to walk four amis, four cubits, which is between six and eight feet based on the various opinions. Um, while his head is uncovered. And it's actually brought down that it it affects Yerush, the Yerush the fear of heaven that a person has. Already from a young age, it can have a strong impact. Therefore, a person should make sure even their young children, who may not necessarily officially have reached the age of Hinoch should go ahead and have their head covered. It does not need to be an official yarmulke, a, k- a kippa, or an official religious head covering. Rather, it can be almost any head covering a, b- a cap of sorts, some other hat, or the like. Um, with this, we will end the first podcast. Um, we do not have the question answers. As we normally would, but as per the fact that we do not ha- that I'm recording this after the initial share was given. I want to end with wishing everybody a ksiva v'chassima toivo. And remind everybody that once again, if you there this is not a psac. We're not giving psak here. If somebody would like a psac, we I or would like to discuss a personal situation or have questions on that which was taught in the class. They can reach out to Rabbi Schoens, R-A-B-B-I-S-C-H-O-E-N-E-S at gmail.com. And Xiva Chazimatov and Agul Kben